Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. I am Troy Shockley, and this is the Coffee Break Podcast. Thanks for joining our chat today. Coffee Break brought to you by Cochrane Insurance. I want to send out another thank you. Um, you know, the, the the longstanding, I mean, I don't know if it's a joke. Kurt says it's a rule that your phone goes off uh, while you're on the air and you owe a dozen donuts. Nobody's ever paid that off. The new city manager. Rachel Harlow Shulk, her phone went off twice during our interview a couple weeks ago, and she just dropped off two dozen donuts here to the office and said uh, she felt like she had to pay up. So, uh, Rachel, thank you very much. Feel free to leave your phone on the next time you're in chatting with us. I'm okay with that. Um, Getting on with the show today, though, Maestro Alan R. Scott with us on the line. He's on the phone, so his phone's not going to ring. So we're out of luck on the donuts there. Um, We were hoping to chat about an upcoming concert, but 2020 once again flipped the script on us. And we're going to hit on that, of course. But I I do want to talk with Alan about uh, their recent show. Uh, How did that go for you guys? Well, good morning. Um, We've had many concerts. We've had five thus far. And... The most recent that you're referring to, the Mozart by Candlelight, was one of the biggest. We're getting people not just viewing this live broadcast from the region, but not only over the state, over the country, out of the country. We're getting anywhere between three to 8,000 people watching live around the world. And then we keep it up as a non-live broadcast for a while, and we're getting even more th- thousands of more after that. So it's been extremely um way more viral than we thought it would be. I mean, it just has been so rewarding to see people, uh, you know, experiencing the power of music. Well, the the level of excellence that we see here in Helena is amazing. I mean, it's not surprising at this point. I mean, now that's the bar. That's that's the norm. But uh, it does continue to amaze, uh, you know, both in our own performers and who you are able to bring in to feature as guests. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, and actually the solos from Mozart by Candlelight, the the solos could not get out here. Um, so our own concertmaster stepped up, and he was given two months' notice on one of the hardest violin concertos. <laughs> and, um, it's just it's it was fantastic, and um, the community has just been so um, outpouring with support um, and wanting this. They're just saying this is what we need. Music, we need the the what the, the healing powers of music right now. The social component of music. It has been so important, and since we've been virtually doing these concerts without audience, um, everybody in the orchestra is socially distanced. Um, everybody but winds and brass wearing masks, except for, and then the winds and brass are protected by plexiglass sound shields. All that stuff makes it quite complicated, but nonetheless, and we're dealing with you know much fewer than the usual 78-person orchestra. We're dealing with groups of less than 50. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of repertoire that can be done, but all the repertoire that originally planned was completely out the window. And we just made that call for the second half of the year that the home stream, your Helena symphony presented by AARP Montana is going to continue throughout the rest of the season. The next concert starting up in January 30th, assuming that the conditions are such, yeah. um, the, the reason why we had to cancel Christmas in the cathedral, which is just heartbreaking for us because we were expecting tens of thousands of people uh, viewing it was just the asymptomatic spread in Lewis and Clark County has gone through the roof as, as people know. Um, and this was mainly featuring the symphony chorale, only about 45 of them. And we were just seeing more and more 
um, and we talk to the county regularly. They have been our partners in this. And in our update we saw last Wednesday, they just said the asymptomatic spread is more than is responsible for more than 50% of the cases, meaning the people who have no symptoms at all and may never develop symptoms are actually positive with with coronavirus. And it, that's that puts our health plan in a little bit of jeopardy because then we don't know. We all sign a health agreement that if you exhibit certain symptoms, you won't be at rehearsal, you won't be there, uh, you'll withdraw yourself or whatever. And we were seeing that 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 throws that that component. You know, we have no way of knowing. No one does. And so even though the singers were wearing masks, especially designed singers' masks, and everybody's socially distanced and cleaning supplies are, are at every single person's station, it still made it a little bit dicey. And we just felt that um, we were seeing cases in every aspect of the community, whether it be, you know, work, church, homes, schools, and we were just seeing it more and more and more, and we thought, we just don't want to risk this. Mm -hmm. and, and and so we just thought we needed to pull the concert for December 7th. Yeah. Maestro Alan R. Scott with us today and uh, Christmas at, in the cathedral. I, always a sold-out affair when we can do it in person. This, uh, as you said, certainly would have been very highly viewed, but just it's just not a – a smart thing right now. Uh, what and, and you touched on some of it there, of course. But I mean, what what went into the decision? How how long did that take? That must have been a what, one of those where you kind of know the answer, but you're you're trying to find a way to to make that answer wrong. Well, yeah, I met with my senior staff, um, we, the three senior staff people of the sixteen person staff. So I met with those three along with sort of what I have a little brain trust, sort of a, a task force, including um, the president of the symphony. Um, and then uh, members of the Singers Council, and it was a Zoom call, fairly late uh, Saturday evening, and as we were learning more and more just of the results, and then knowing that we were told by the county that these two weeks, three, two to four weeks, could be some of the worst here in Helena, and we've already seen it, if, you, if just people who mm -hmm. monitor the papers, we have more cases than Bozeman um, right now, which was never the case. They have they have less than half of the number of cases we have in Lewis and Clark County right now. The only the only county right now that has more than us is is uh, is is Billings is is Yellowstone County. So um, that that's pretty remarkable given that our population is not nearly the size. We have more cases than Missoula, just by a few, but we have more than Missoula, um, and our caseload is climbing and. Um, we just thought this is Lewis and Clark County is really getting hit right now. And we looked at the numbers, we looked at the data, we tried to do it very unemotionally and made a decision that we, I gave our word to the audience that we would protect them and that's why we haven't had them in person. But I also gave our word to our performers. And I said, if there's ever a time that we feel like this is not safe, we, will have, we won't do it. And um, unlike the orchestra, the chorale rehearses more weekly. And where the orchestra is a professional orchestra that comes in and performs three to five days in advance, and where a crowd rehearses weekly. So there is a greater chance of this stuff happening and just, you know, not knowing what the result is. And they've been rehearsing for a couple months. And um, But I gave them my word, too. And so um, I had a look at this from that perspective. Um, we knew our audience was safe. We also gave, you know, the cathedral community our word because we were using their their mm -hmm. their building. And so um, on one hand, it was an easy decision because the facts pointed to it uh, intellectually. 
but emotionally, a very right. hard decision, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And, and uh, as you sort of detailed, there are lots of safety measures in place, but when we've got that asymptomatic spread, uh, you could have people there that just, they don't know it and all of it. So your safety net is gone. And, uh, you know, just, I totally understand how that, uh, how that happens. And I know it's frustrating for you because you, you desperately want to perform and, and, and you put together this entire series as an online thing. Uh, explain to people, I guess, what this looks like for people that haven't heard us talk about it or maybe haven't caught one of these online uh, live performances before. This is not, as we've discussed uh, on previous shows, it's not you didn't set up a single camera up in the balcony and and let it go. This is a uh, this is a production. Right. We brought in a film director. We brought in a cinematography team. They um, every shot, the anywhere from 600 to 2000 shots is worked out well in advance um these camera people are of course mass and um there's obviously our regular sound engineer and then um there's a in the director has we have a host who is our director of development and she that's pre-recorded actually and um done the night of but there's a host and then the performance is live it's not like we recorded over several days and then we air it no it's 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 happening while the people are watching and so the goal was not to replicate or duplicate the concert, the concert hall experience at all. Our goal was to innovate that experience. And so um, you're getting completely different type of experience, right? There rarely is a shot from the back of the hall. That's what the audience would see if they were sitting there. The goal was to give it to them as if they were on stage. So you're seeing conductor from the front, the, the instrumentalist very close up, hands on the instruments, fingers on strings, um, if it's a soloist, you know, piano soloist, you're seeing the hands on the piano, things that you would never, ever be able to see if you were sitting in the concert hall. Even if you were sitting three feet from the stage, you wouldn't be able to see what you see in this. You're seeing the backstage footage. You're seeing what is going on. Very similar to the Metropolitan Opera broadcast mm -hmm. that many people watch and that Helena was one of the test cities for uh, 15, 16 years ago. So, um that you're seeing a completely different experience and um an intermission there's an interview with either the soloist or with me or and um it's a complete production you're seeing um up on the screen what they call lower thirds or subtitles if you will saying what not only what what's being played the particular movement that's being played so you can choose to look at an online program or you can just you don't have to look at anything um, and we bring this on the youtube platform and we made it available for free we didn't do any paywall at all, which many other, the few orchestras around the world that are streaming are often charging the 10, 12 bucks to do that. We didn't want to do that. You know, uh, we already lost $250,000 in ticket sales for the year. So we said, we're just going to give this away. And thanks to AARP Montana, who stepped up, they defrayed most of the cost for the streaming. It's very expensive. In addition to the forty to $60,000 per concert, it's another 10000 per concert to stream it. Um, and so... Um, to do it right. And so we gave this away. We, of course, gave an opportunity for people to donate, and many did. The average donation was about 63 bucks. Far better than if, you know, not everybody was donating, of course, but um, far better than if people were paying the $10, $10. And we wanted to give this away. We thought this is so important to people's mental, spiritual, and emotional health. 
Yeah, well, and and that's just it's important for uh, for you guys too. I mean, uh, I, I know it's just a sense of relief and a sense of uh, fulfilling of purpose for for you and the symphony to be able to go out there and and do what you do. So it had to have been. Um, while I know it looks different, it's not exactly how you want, and it's a smaller number of people than normal. Uh, you know, there's lots of guardrails on that thing, but you were doing what you do, and and I know that had to feel really really good. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, I often have said for years, I said two things. One is that when I talked to the orchestra, I said, you know, if we play everything right and nearly perfectly, if that's possible, there's still something missing, and that is the person to receive it. It's like wrapping up a gift, and then you, and then you just put it on the floor, and no one there is opening it. The key component for music is it's, it's sort of like if a tree falls in the wood and, and no one in there does it make it sound. You know, if you're playing together collectively, uh, instruments and, and singing and, and as an orchestra and chorale, but no one's there to hear it. Are you making music? And, you know, my conclusion was often and it, theoretically no, because the key about music is someone there to react to it. I don't mean applaud, but actually experience it, that it, 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 it impacts their lives in a way that we may never know, that they may never know, or it's just you know, I often say to audiences, if, if you want to be entertained, go to the circus. Music is not just there to entertain you. In fact, I would say it it's rarely does that. It's there to really make a difference in your lives. Maybe it just appeals to one's intellect or one's spirituality or one lack of spirituality. Um, or maybe it's just there and it just it helps them escape from whatever their own reality is at the moment. Um, we never know the impact. And one piece of music can do all those things to many different people, and they all react to it differently. And that's critically important. We know this. We know this scientifically, that music definitely changes people's lives. The other thing, um, you know, that I think is really important is that, that music is also there for people um, to help not only – it helps us define who we are, but it, most importantly, it helps us to, to define who we want to be and as a community and i don't know too many communities that define themselves without the importance of the arts well and, and something else that's uh, important we're talking this morning with maestro alan r scott and uh, talking about the uh, helena symphony orchestra and uh, in addition to the concerts you give for the community you give concerts for school kids also i know that's a big part of your mission also did we lose him well apparently we may have <laughs> Oh, it was a weird start because I gave him a call and didn't hear anything ringing, and all of a sudden he's answering me. Well, uh, you know what? It was about time to take a break, so we'll go ahead and we'll take a break, and I'll see if I can't get a hold of uh, of Alan, and we'll we'll do what we do and see if we can't finish this thing on speakerphone on coffee break. I just wanted to step away from the show for a few seconds to tell you that if you miss an episode, you can always catch up. We're on iTunes, so find our show there or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Local and area events, city, state, and national officials, your neighbors doing incredible things. We talk to them all on Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. In today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, we deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across Montana. Ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com security. 
Welcome back into Coffee Break. I'm Troy Shockley. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. And uh, as does happen time to time, our Internet-based phone lines just randomly cut out on us. And uh, they did that in our interview with Maestro Alan R. Scott, but I've got him back on the cell. So it's going to not sound exactly right, but you're going to be able to hear him. And uh, we want to continue our conversation because uh, it's a good chat and it's important chat. And uh, we're talking about the fact that uh, the symphony has had to cancel their, uh, their upcoming show, their Christmas show at the cathedral. And um, one of the things, Alan, that, that I know that you enjoy doing part of your mission, also concerts for the school kids. And so this puts a pause on that for now too, I guess. Um, yeah, for the, for, well, Symphony Kids, we didn't have any scheduled this month. The next one isn't scheduled till February. Okay. Um, we do several Symphony Kids for, they're created for, um, five to 10 year olds. We've had families all around this, the region and state watching thousands, about 3000 people watching their quick 30 minute, 10 AM Saturday morning type of productions. Um, we will continue to have those. They're much easier to produce in terms of uh, people and things like that. The big one that we're looking at is the the annual youth concert for two thousand fourth and fifth graders. Usually come from all over the region to the Civic Center. We're going to be working with schools, not just throughout the uh, the county, but throughout the state to see if they are interested in having this broadcast. Many music teachers are needing content. Uh, it's really hard to teach music um, in a virtual setting, and so we're going to offer this to them. That will be in April. Um, the good thing is, is that by that point, we should start be seeing not only some real change in course here in a positive way, but also um, the vaccine will hopefully be, you know, hitting the general public by that point. But nonetheless, we are still planning on virtual streaming concerts um, until until May. And then we're looking at our benefit concert in June at the Montana Ting to be in person, potentially. And then really the next big, big event that will be in public will hopefully be the symphony under the stars um and what and if that's the case for you know more than sixteen thousand people to be in person at carroll college for a big event on the third week of july i mean it's amazing that we can actually start seeing light at the end of the tunnel here and that's that's the, the hope um with vaccinations and as we see that in public, that it was said that vaccine, vaccines are arriving here in about a week and a half and frontline workers will be getting that. And then then they'll, they'll start dealing with the different sects of population. But certainly um, we were told that hopefully by um, no later than the first week of June, we should start seeing um, all of the general public completely vaccinated. So um, that that's that's where we're focusing right now. Maestro Alan R. Scott with us this morning on Coffee Break, and uh, we're talking about uh, they already had to modify the concert series and uh, did all the work to put it online, but now with the uh, asymptomatic spread in our community, the spike that we're seeing right now, and I, I expecting that it's going to continue, especially with holidays right now, uh, hitting a pause button. And so, Alan, I, th I think you mentioned it, but when are we looking to come back? Because this we, we're not ending the season. We're just we're just pausing it until hopefully the numbers get a little bit more under control. Right. The next the next scheduled concert is January thirtieth. Um, that's back with the Helena Symphony Orchestra, um, and then uh, we have no guest artist scheduled for that. We're playing it extra safe. And um, now, if if 
if things, the asymptomatic spread has calmed down, I mean, that's, that's actually more than six weeks away. So there's a very good chance that some things will, the holiday um, craziness and spread hopefully will have calmed down. But if not, if the asymptomatic spread is still up, we're going to do what we need to do to protect our performers. Um, but otherwise, we, we expect to be back January 30th. We have at the end of February, Claire Wan Chi, who's perhaps the most popular artist that we bring in, pianist um, playing some Brahms and with the orchestra and in march the the literally the greatest living clarinetist in the world who was here last year by mozart for candlelight people just were like blown through the roof by this guy ricardo morales began to play a work written for benny goodman copeland's clarinet concerto um and then we will be with some other works as well we'll be doing and then um in may um the the, the violinist who actually lives in hamilton montana who is the Dalai Lama, it plays for the Dalai Lama regularly. He's Google's virtual reality violinist, uh, Tim Fain. He's been with us before. We'll be here playing Mendelssohn's Violin Concerto. So, um, and there's other works on each of those programs as well. So we have four more masterworks to go. We have two more symphony kids to go. We have an annual youth concert um, to get us through our home stream, your home a symphony presented by ARP Montana. So there's still many more things to come. And I, st and I still think we're going to need this. I would, I would encourage people to continue to be safe. Um, so we can gather for concerts. We can gather for sporting events, um, in a way that's safe and protecting everyone in our community. And I think the light is at the end of the tunnel, but I still think we have to be remain really vigilant and canceling the Christmas in the cathedral was part of that vigilance. Yeah. Maestro Alan R. Scott with us on coffee break we got a little bit of time left with him and uh i, I know before you sort of relaunched this uh, the online season and the initial stages uh, of this whole thing back in the spring which seems like it's such a long time ago at this point but uh, you, you had some facebook performances happening and those were great and i think pretty much daily might something like that make a return here or, or are we looking at, at, at a two-month stretch before we get to to hear your music again uh the, the facebook live mini concerts um, what we're probably going to be re-airing and rebroadcasting is many of the concerts that have already happened. The Mozart by Candlelight is still available for, for people to experience. Um, we may bring back some of the other concerts as well over the holidays. Um, and, the, you know, people have just loved those so much. The Facebook Live concerts, we always have those available. They're very short. Um, and they're still available online. Um, and we did about almost 70 of them or actually more than a hundred I'm told, but, um, it's, it's just when the pandemic started, we immediately started doing that by the last week of March, nearly five to six days a week. There was a Facebook live mini concert every day, live broadcast, a three to five minute by an individual, of the orchestra, and they were fun. And, um, so we still have many ways of still reaching and getting music to people, which I think is really important. Yeah, these online concerts, regardless of uh, how, whether it was on Facebook or the new series, they've been incredibly well received, and uh, so uh, is so grateful for for you and for the symphony finding a way to bring music uh, into our lives. Because really, is there anything being done anywhere? right now i mean it was a pretty limited slate of performances of any kind already but as we get deeper into this and we're seeing surges across the country uh, are, are things pretty much on lockdown again is any anybody performing anywhere 
I mean, some are, and they're pre-recording or in small groups, but you're right. Most people, some of the I mean, Metropolitan Opera, New York Philharmonic, they've shut down through July. Um, so it just depends on, on the city and the cases. And, you know, partnering with the, the county, and we're so grateful, Lewis and Clark County Health continues to praise our health plan as one of the best they've seen. They said to us as recently as last Wednesday, you're good to go with your health plan. You can have Christmas in the cathedral. Keep in mind, they told us the following stats, and those stats were alarming. Um, but they they really approved that. They said our health plan is just, they praised our continued leadership, and they praised our health plan. They still said Christmas in the cathedral is good to go. Um, but once we learned more about the asymptomatic spread, we just realized that this that we just needed to, like you said, push to take, take a pause. But we'll be back in a few weeks. And, well, and uh, while you are hitting pause, uh, of course, no money coming in. We, we mentioned money. Nobody loves to talk about that. But obviously, you're in the hole. You're not, you're not selling tickets. You're not. So if people want to support you and support what you're doing, my assumption is they can still do that, right? Well, and what's great is a generous family said they will don't match every single donation up to twenty thousand dollars. So wow. if you give it, if every dollar you give is effectively doubled. What an incredible opportunity we have until December twentieth, and they will match every donation up through to, through December twentieth. So not only things from Giving Tuesday uh, the other day, but also in general, any time up through December twentieth, you can go to the HelenaSymphony dot org, you click donate, and um, this family will match every donation up to $20,000. What an incredible gift. Um, we're so grateful for the support from, from, from this community. And it's, it's this, you know, we exist for the people of Helena, but we exist because of them. And they have, the community of Helena has been so generous to make sure that the Helena Symphony's music making continues. And, and we would, we welcome that support um, throughout the holidays if people are able to. Yeah, things a little bit uncertain right now in so many areas, certainly um, with live performances. But uh, Season 66 Part 2 is coming. We just got to wait for it uh, for a little bit. And, and uh, Alan, we're in our last like 45 seconds here. But I, I just when you mentioned Symphony Under the Stars and that we might get to do that, I, I, I got to admit, I smiled a little bit. I mean, that, that's a fantastic thought. And I think your estimate of 16,000, if this is our first big performance, I, I think you might be a little low. Well, true, and our normal audience is about eighteen thousand. So I always like to over under promise, over deliver. But I mean, it's I think what an incredible way to bring the community back together. The music making is going to bring us all back together, and we have to look forward to that. And that's what's going to that's what I think is going to happen. And what is uh, are are we just going to do the the symphony under the stars that we weren't able to do this previous year? Yeah, we could. We, how could we turn it down? It's an all '80s night, so okay. and so how could we not do that? Yeah, we we got to hang on to the '80s. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. I think it's going to be a fantastic show, and I'm uh, really excited. I'm going to be there with with my blanket. So uh, I, I'm excited for that to happen. I'm excited for the concert series to come back. Alan, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We're all out of time. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow. I'm Troy Shockley, and that's it for Coffee Break today. Be sure to check us out on iTunes, head on over, give us a review there. That's always much appreciated. Or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow.